uh, yeah, welcome to another pretty um, powerful and perhaps extremely confusing uh, few days in uh, astrology world. The Lord of the Underworld, Pluto, returns to Capricorn for six months. The ocean goddess, Sedna, finally leaves Taurus and enters the communication world of Gemini. Stories of the oceans um, and adventures around the seas emerging. Lord of time, structure, Saturn, archetypal masculine planet, slows down in Pisces to turn retrograde until he returns to the beginning of Pisces by November. And we have a very strange new moon tomorrow. New moon is in Gemini, the messenger. Uh, very curious, the twins. Gemini is the sign of the Merc Mercury, the, uh, the messenger. It's square Neptune, the mystical uh, poet, uh, the ruler of uh, Pisces, Neptune is. Square Juno, planets, the asteroid, sorry, of soulmates. And opposite, the galactic center, known in astrology as the, the center of the Milky Way, full of um, powerful messages relayed uh, from the center of the universe, from source. These are some of the key astrological factors going on nowadays. So if, like me, you've upped your napping routine, if, like me, you occasionally look on your phone and think, oh my God, there's a lot of messages here. How on earth do I take in all this information? If, like me, you're continually attempting to apply structure, Saturn, and finding that it just gets washed away in Pisces, who um, has no real use for, you know, solid structures, and is continually readapting and re-modifying the universe in a whole variety of forms, then you've probably got a good handle on the astrological energies that we're experiencing right now. But to look in a bit more detail, this week, Mercury um, went into Gemini until the 27th of June, got kind of very chatty, you know, communication became a lot sharper. Suddenly there was a huge backlog of messages that we've all been trying to kind of find out like information about and try and get some clarity since uh, 7th of April when Mercury went into a retrograde shadow going backwards and forwards and checking all kinds of things that we thought were really solid facts uh, for like two months from uh, early April, let's say, until early, until the end of May. And all of a sudden, Mercury went into Gemini and suddenly we were finding things out rapidly, like just for the last week, like, okay. So that's what's happening. So that's what happened. So, so really, so 
So, so this wasn't done. No, I thought we delivered that message. No, here we are. You know, suddenly we're getting a little bit more, well, a lot more clarity, and it's really fast now. After those periods in April and May, where things just seem to be slowing down dramatically in terms of communication and clarity, or perhaps a more accurate way to put it is, we thought we knew things that were pretty solid, and then we found out perhaps they weren't. Perhaps there wasn't that much communication actually going on. Just before Mercury went into Gemini, he had a little chat with Pluto, the um, destroyer of worlds, the um, transformer of society, who just this week returned to Pluto for six months. A return, sorry, to Capricorn, as I say, where he had a little bit of a brief, um, you know, exploratory adventure between March and June in Aquarius, exploring such things as artificial intelligence, uh, communities, seeing what kind of how we were doing with those, uh, looking at our futures and giving us a little kind of view of how we might want to change that future. Now he's gone back into Capricorn for quite a long stay, as I say, about seven months until January 2024. And we just get a chance to, to look again uh, in an extended way at all of the uh, transformations of society, all the power dynamics that we've been dealing with since Pluto went into Capricorn in 2008. And he instantly if you remember in 2008, shook up everyone's um, uh, personal um, power in the form of financial kind of um, uh, shocks that emerged at that period in 2008, 2009, 2010, which have kind of carried on through this period. And, you know, people we refer to as being in power in politics made all kinds of decisions, which we're, we're really kind of starting to see exactly what was going on there over that period. Another thing with Pluto in Capricorn for the last 15 years, an awful lot of people, as well as this, have been looking within and becoming more aware of how powerful we really are, how, how much we're actually... Um, our, our environment, how, how much our emotions and thoughts, and feelings, fears, and, uh, loves and uh, creations are actually represented in our reality around us physically. It's become increasingly clear for a lot of people over the last 15 years. At the same time, even in my kind of little world where I've carefully blocked out like the news and governments and things like that, it's still becoming unclear to me that people who were apparently in power uh, as like puppets reading scripts are, are being shuffled around in their kind of so-called powerful positions where you see major politicians um, uh, leaving public life, apparently or appearing to kind of like 
be looking for a comeback in their eyes, even as they've just been kicked out of their jobs. Yeah, Pluto will return to Capricorn uh, next autumn, September to the uh, November 2024. But apart from that, this will be the last uh, period for Pluto and Capricorn until, uh, well, for centuries. So as I say earlier this week, Mercury passed on some information about things that seem to be fixed around us to Capricorn, to Pluto. And this has inspired the, um, the Lord of the Underworld to, to return to examine uh, various things, to research. And this could be, in Capricorn, things such as long-standing traditions, which I've heard described as inherited uh, thought or inherited thought systems. Pluto also could be as looking at our, our working environment and looking at how we are uh, reciprocated for our uh, physical efforts in our jobs and how this kind of contrasts to how people uh, are rewarded for the same efforts, say, in different cultures, in different countries, or even in our own country in, in the past. H how much power does our society uh, actually have these days? And how has this shifted? And we can look at where is the, the power in our society, like some people say, uh, if you look at who cannot be criticized, there is the power. And also, is there any kind of meritocracy in, in our lives? I mean, are people really rewarded on the basis of their um, uh, impact or skill or level of knowledge? Or are there other factors that seem to be overwhelmingly at play? Now, Pluto... Um, stationing to go direct means that about several days afterwards, Pluto was still in the sky, uh, like appearing to be in the same position in the sky, which was um, serious enough. But we also have Saturn turning uh, retrograde, seven degrees Pisces. Uh, for any Pisceans, this is basically anyone who was born towards the end of um, uh, well, at the beginning of March, this was particularly this feeling of Saturn's level of um, structure, uh, reality, practicality, will kind of really be felt in the Piscean areas of our chart. So we might look at our dreams, our daydreams, and with a kind of cold, hard, sober uh, look, decide, is this dream really how we wish to, um, what we want to see, what we want to um, bring forth? We might look at the steps that we're taking to bring forward our, our dreams and are these really going to work? The ruler, the god of structure, Saturn, 
in the sign of the ocean, Pisces, indicates an awful lot about our awareness of um, water, our awareness of um, our physical bodies and how much water is in them, uh, what the what the nature of the water is that we drink, um, the structure of this water, the um, itemizing what exactly we're doing with our oceans. I mean, are we perhaps um, working with the oceans in the best possible way, or just cluttering them with rubbish? We might see things around structures around water, such as uh, bridges, and structures around our emotions, which is um, the embodiment of water, which is you know the essence of water. Um, so this in an astrological sense. So for example, long lasting uh, emotional uh, manifestations such as uh, marriages, um, devotions to um, traditions and devotions to uh, things in our roots can be examined more clearly under these energies. Structure in Pisces, Saturn in Pisces, could also be about looking at where we um, have uh, set boundaries with people around us and how we are how we accept being treated. You see, basically, Saturn in Pisces is a little bit lost, dazed, and confused. And all of his structures are essentially melting into the um, into the ocean of Pisces. So basically what he's going to do is going to retrace his steps from seven degrees Pisces to the beginning of Pisces on the 4th of November. And just try to get a slight bit of a handle really on how to proceed in, in this um, ethereal um, fairy world of um, Pisces, hoping desperately to make sense of what's happening. This can take the form with Pisces of artistic outputs, such as we might be perhaps trying to get into alternative forms of music or even with Saturn involved, uh, uh, classical music of various forms from various cultures and looking into these things over the next few months, developing a much better awareness or even developing our own abilities with uh, playing instruments uh, ourselves, trying to produce different kind of compositions by uh, famous composers uh, using uh, various instruments. Or we might be uh, producing some kind of um, uh, dance or singing, other kind of forms of uh, musical output and really working on these things and exploring our own interests in these areas. Uh, it's a classic aspect for redrafting uh, artistic um, uh, productions 
making significant shifts in the um, artistic efforts that we've been producing. <laughs> Another relevant factor for Saturn in Pisces is how we're um, how we are a mystical level and uh, rethinking our um, uh, mystical practice, such as the daily meditation routines. There might be a lot of people in these days with Saturn in Pisces retrograde looking, you know, extremely hard at religious beliefs that they have held and thinking like, well, really? Did these beliefs in external deities really help, for example, in the last few years when mindless people were advocating um, uh, lethal cocktails of uh, inoculations? Did those uh, systems of um, coordinated religious belief and daydreams and various death cults, did they did they help the people who were holding those beliefs? But things like this can be examined more carefully. Alternatively, we might be looking to refine our um, mystical practices, for example, to commit to uh, meditations to experience uh, oneness uh, with the universe or looking to um, experience enlightenment. This can work together with Pluto going backwards in Capricorn to make um, further efforts to refine our, you know, emotions that we experience and uh, processing any kind of lingering um, issues that we might be uh, feeling, any kind of upsets, um, particularly going through this kind of um, uh, long-lasting, well, seemingly long-lasting split. As I say, with water, we may should be looking in this period, if we're not already, a purification of our, our water, uh, structuring water and um, aiming to have and drink the healthiest uh, forms of water. Now, the third and final major area that I wanted to mention in this video is the uh, new moon at 26 degrees Gemini on uh, Sunday. It's Sunday the 18th uh, of June. It's pretty close to the solstice. So things are slowing down dramatically as the sun appears to slow down. But still, it's um, refers to essentially a new phase of uh, mental explorations, a new phase of social explorations, um, getting to know ranges of different people, uh, perhaps in two very different avenues with Gemini being the sign of the twins. Now, this new moon is something is an uh, is square Neptune Pisces, so it's extremely important to to verify information that we uh, 
receive, we read, or we hear from other people, to check the details, to hear something, and not just accept it, but also research carefully, because it's a classic uh, aspect for um, deception, decep uh, propaganda. But it can be helpful for those of us looking at things um, from a kind of more high frequency perspective to look at how we can um, tune into um, like larger perspectives of ourselves. Because this uh, new moon is in a late Gemini and opposite the uh, galactic center of Milky Way around like late Sagittarius. So it's great for perhaps doing card readings with the uh, Universal Human Collective. Also uh, tuning into uh, other uh, universes in like the multiverse to tap into alternative points of view, say from the fairy world with Neptune involved so closely in Pisces. But as you can see with Saturn going backwards in Pisces and Neptune so, you know, being so powerfully affecting this new moon. Um, this is a kind of astrological period where um, timeline changes can be uh, difficult to uh, avoid, even with our best efforts. We can find that we've set something up, we've carefully discussed something, and other people might have no recollection of it whatsoever. The new moon is conjunct Juno, the wife of uh, Jupiter, Zeus, who treated her pretty badly, to be honest. Always off with different women, you know, running every trick in the world in the universe to seduce other women, turning himself into animals and perhaps like that, and all kinds of things to kind of get around the universe. But nevertheless, Juno indicates kind of a soulmate connection. So this um, yeah, it can be interesting to see what starts at this point and how it could be perhaps a very confusing kind of soulmate connections with Mercury, Neptune square. And also the asteroid series is um, just about square in uh, late uh, Virgo. Yeah, very late Virgo. Next week he'll go into Libra. So just about this um, turns the new moon into a, a grand uh, mutable cross with um, Gemini, uh, Vir Gemini the moon and Juno, uh, Virgo uh, having Ceres there, the asteroid, and uh, the sun, sorry, the the galactic center, um, uh, 27 degrees Sagittarius, and uh, Neptune uh, directly square, the, the new moon in Pisces. The mutable astrological signs, uh, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, are known for being extremely adaptable. So we might find that negotiations are 
uh, been um, very prevalent at this new moon. So it's worth hanging loose and trying to be quite flexible, which you know might be quite difficult for our fixed friends, uh, Taurus, uh, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. But the situations that we're dealing with that are starting at this new moon tomorrow have a great deal of nuance. And in some cases, might even seem paradoxical or inconsistent at best. But nevertheless, we can somehow uh, make new starts within all of these um, contradictions and um, paradoxes. Nevertheless, we can start new and exciting um, intellectual and um, adventures of curiosity at this new moon. So anyway, that's my um, my thoughts or um, what I've been able to pick up on pick up on at least uh, for these um, quite powerful um, you know astrological energies around us these days. And uh, yeah, hopefully you'll be able to navigate these um, you know use the potentials as best as possible or even uh, just um, disagree with the potentials and you know, hopefully that will uh, help as well. Thank you for your time and uh, yeah, hope to see you uh, in another video.